0: to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at RealPastorWade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. Good morning.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is an honor and privilege that you have taken the time out of your life to walk with me on this journey that we call life. For those joining us for the very first time, let me just say welcome and let you know what This is the Day is all about. This show is about discussing various topics that the church body uh, do not talk about on a Sunday or at Bible study or shut down from talking about altogether because of the sensitive nature of the subject. All of us, no matter what you think, feel, or believe, without judgment, will not be made to feel like your feelings or opinion are not valid and can have a real conversation freely here on This Is The Day with Pastor Wade. Let's continue our conversation about relationships. Uh, I've got so much feedback. You guys said this is helping you a lot. So we go to continue our, our topic about relationships, whether it be personal, romantic, business, or spiritual everything, and I mean everything, even what's going on now in the world, everything begins and ends with relationship. Even the so-called self-made millionaire, you know I love saying that, I will say it day after day, week after week, there is no such thing as a self-made millionaire because they need people. No matter what field you're in, if you're single or married, a relationship will have to be formed to get from where you are to where you wanna be. We are all created, ladies and gentlemen, to be in relationship or in connection with other people. If you ever wanna know where you are in your life, start evaluating yourself, start grading the quality of your relationships. Ladies and gentlemen, before we uh, get into this principle seven for successful relationships, Let's review what we covered for those joining us for the very first time. Listen to this series over and over again, ladies and gentlemen. I promise you, you will pick up new stuff you forgot or did not hear the first time. Even myself, while having this conversation with you, I still learn every time I teach this series. So in episode one through four, we discussed six principles for a successful relationship, which are the principle of agreement. We also said the principle of connecting to the great, We also said principle of covenant, we also said the principle of purpose, the principle of exclusivity, and the principle number six, which was the last episode, we talked about transparency. And remember in that conversation, we said principle six, the transparency meant clarity. We also said that uh, the principle of transparency is complete disclosure, is an indispensable characteristic of all meaningful relationships. Remember, I posed a question to you as well. I said, is there anything about yourself you hide from people? Maybe because of your insecurities or fear of being judged. Remember the definition of transparency. This is gonna lead right into what we're gonna discuss today. Transparency is to be clearly recognizable for what he or she is and to be completely open and frank about things or full disclosure. Yeah, that full disclosure, ladies and gentlemen. We also talked about, for those that are just joining us for the first time, and I also want to let you know if you're joining us for the first time, you're listening to this podcast for the first time, go review episodes one through four. I'm telling you, it's gonna bless your life. It's gonna take your relationships to a whole nother level, take your mindset to a whole nother level. You're gonna be grading and examining your relationships in different ways. Remember also, we talked about the self-deception. What's the causes of self-deception? There was three of them. That overflated opinion of yourself, uh, the under opinion of yourself, and also ignorance. And we also say, as far as that ignorance piece, I gave you 2 Corinthians 2 and 11, it said, lest Satan should take an advantage over us for we are not ignorant of his devices. Well, one of the biggest devices the enemy uses is ignorance. So we gotta keep ourselves informed. Also, remember I said this quote, if you defeat the enemy on the inside, the one on the outside will disappear. Ladies and gentlemen, all of our enemies look at what's going on in the world today with all the riots and uprisings and and the different cultural battles right now look there's an enemy on the inside we are all fighting right now because what's happening is it's showing that enemy that's on the outside right now oh boy somebody don't like me right now but i'm gonna make that clear and make it plain here in just a short while Remember, I also said that, you know, we talked about people don't lie, they just don't disclose, or people don't lie, they just don't tell all the truth. And I said, people don't lie, they just not letting you know what you need to know. Whether it be by omission, whether it be by error or whatever, we all hide some way, shape or form of who we are because maybe some of our insecurities are being judged, but we should full disclose who we are. You know, I love to give the example, look, if we dating or, or whatever, and we get to know each other, let me tell you how crazy I am. Then you tell me how crazy you are, because I'll go first. You tell me how crazy you are, and let's see, and let's fully disclose first, and let's see if we can deal with each other's crazy. And then at least we get to choose with all the information. My goodness. Also, we talked about the five cornerstones of transparency, which is complete disclosure. We talked about that straightforwardness. We said the company you allow in your life will determine the belief system you hold. Look, we know what you believe by the people that are around you. We also said number two was intimacy. Into me, you see. We've talked about David and Jonathan, how their souls were knit together. We also said never allow invitation to intimacy to never be polluted by immorality or hypocrisy or contempt. We also said number three, vulnerability. Unless we tear down the walls of self protection, we will never experience the full joy of being protected in any relationship. We also talked about truth and honesty. Oh, my goodness, that's huge of a cornerstone of a relationship. You never present yourself externally what you're not internally. Stop faking the funk, y'all. Also, we said absolute integrity was number five. Gotta be in, gotta have integrity. Integrity has come up in every principle we have discussed up to this point. Message: integrity is huge. Also, the big quote of the last episode, and this is why I want, I will always say this. I cannot belabor this point more. Transparency, fear-proofs a relationship. Yes, transparency being Having that full disclosure, we're fear-proof any relationship. You won't have to live in fear of being hurt and all that kind of stuff because if you're transparent, therefore, look, you'll be able to see people coming. And therefore, you'll be able to sever the relationship before it even gets to any kind of danger zone. Now, before we get started or get into the heart of this show, I want to read you a scripture. It's from Matthew 7, uh, 24 through 27. And before I read it, I just want to show some love uh, and just mention the George Floyd family, uh, also the Michael Brown family in Ferguson, Missouri, uh, Tamir Rice in Cleveland uh, and their family, and Eric Garner on Staten Island, and Walter Scott in North Carolina, and South Carolina, uh, also Freddie Gray. And everybody that has been a victim of uh, police brutality. No matter what culture you're from, and especially in black culture, if you've experienced this, this show is for you. We're about to talk about relationships and we want to let you know here from this is the day with Pastor Wade that you are in our thoughts and in our prayers. And we are gonna get through this together. Now, in Matthew 7, 24, 27, it says, The floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. Ladies and gentlemen, this is crucial to what we're talking about today and what is going on in our world. Ladies and gentlemen, today's show is critical because of the climate we live in at this moment in time. Healthy relationships are important today more than ever before. On this show, You know we keep it real, y'all. Let's keep it real. As my brother TV would say, keep it 100 and can have a real conversation without judgment or prejudice. This is the reason why there is such a cultural divide in the United States is because of uh, broken relationships. Let me explain. Let's look at the broken relationships the United States is built on. First broken relationship is with Native Americans. You can't discover a country that is already there with people born and raised and living in it. Then isolate them to a particular region while the land is stolen and exploited. Oh my goodness. Second broken relationship that the United States of America is built on is with the Hispanic culture. The particular, the Mexican culture, have been reduced and discounted by those who took over America. If you haven't noticed, there are a few states that are really not a part of the United States, but really part of Mexico. Oh my goodness. The third broken relationship, remember I just read a scripture about the foundation that is built on. The third broken relationship in the United States of America is with black Americans. Every single black American born in the United States of America from 1619 until present day is born, oh my goodness, is born into a broken relationship, born into prejudice, not by choice, born also into a hostile environment. Remember this, there can be no healing or reconciliation until a white America and all cultures involved in the broken relationship must first, remember that first principle is agreement, must first agree that there is a breakdown. Then they have to connect to each other's culture's greatness. Then they have to make a covenant with each other. Then we have to find a purpose, a single purpose together. Then we can have that exclusive relationship, which is extend favor to one another's culture then we have to be transparent with each other in order to get to principle seven for a successful relationship, which is, uh, wait for it, mutual benefit. Oh my goodness. All three cultures I just mentioned suffer from a common principle that not only cultural relationships suffer from, but personal, romantic, and business. Principle seven for a successful relationship, once again, ladies and gentlemen, is a mutual benefit. You know, I think we already took off. I hope your seat and tray tables were already in an upright position because we have already at 10,000 feet. And now we go continue. Now, what is this mutual benefit, Pastor Wade? Well, I'm glad you asked. First of all, let's look at the word mutual. Mutual and reciprocal, uh, they can walk hand in hand, but also mean slightly two different things. So mutual and re- reciprocal agree... In the idea of an exchange or a balance between two or more persons or a group. Now, mutual indicates an exchange of a feeling or an obligation. Remember that word obligation. We're gonna to get to that in a minute. Between two or more people or an interchange of some kind between persons or things. When you'd have like a mutual agreement or mutual esteem for each other. Reciprocal means it, or it indicates a relationship in which one acts. Thing, feeling, et cetera, balances or given in return for other, like reciprocal promises or favor. So what happens is we there needs to be when we talk about mutual benefit, uh, we need to look at that word mutual, not necessarily reciprocal with yet, because mutual means it's gonna exchange a feeling or an exchange of an obligation. Then when we're talking about benefit, here we're talking about mutual benefit. Benefit means something that is advantageous or good or favor to one another. Ladies and gentlemen, now let's put this together. Mutual benefit, mutual advantage for one another. So every relationship, ah, my goodness, if somebody, somebody need to get free right now. If you want to have successful relationships, if you want to know where your relationships are going, look at this one right here. Is there any mutual benefit or mutual advantageous things, mutual favor going on in your relationships right now, whether personal, business, romantic, let's look at what's going on in the world. Is there any mutual, a benefit right now between the white and black cultures, between the white and Mexican cultures or Hispanic culture, between the white, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, don't get mad at me. I am only the messenger. I'm telling you, relationships with everything begins and ends with relationship. And now we're talking about having mutual benefit for each other. What if every culture right now had recognizes each other's mutual benefit what if men and women recognizes each other's mutual benefit what would our world look like ladies and gentlemen oh my goodness somebody don't like me right now but it's okay i still love you remember this the quality of relationship is completely dependent upon the willingness of mutual pursuit my goodness Everybody want to be wanted. Everybody wants to be pursued. But you know what? It's not just about one, one-sided one pursuit. It's about mutual pursuit, mutual agreement. Oh my good, that reciprocity now we're getting into. It's got to be mutual, a mutual exchange. Next thing, remember this, developing meaningful relationships. Only possible when we respect, my goodness, somebody, R-E-S-E-E-S-P-T, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. Respect and honor and value our mutually shared relationship. So let me say that again. Developing meaningful relationships, only possible when we respect, honor, and value our mutually shared relationship. Ladies and gentlemen, come on now, can we keep it real? Look at your relationships right now. Look at all your relationships right now. And and look just with this criteria. We can just stop right there. Is there a mutual respect between you? Is there a mutual honor in the relationship? Does each other, you both parties see the value of each other? I know I'm helping somebody just in relationship in their marriage right now. I know I'm helping somebody right now. If these things are missing, respect, honor, and value, and they're not shared in a relationship, my question is, why continue the relationship? I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I know, I know, somebody mad at me right now, but it's okay. Look, this stuff, when it's talking about relationship, it's tough. I get it. Maybe this will help you out. This will make this a little easier for you. Mutual benefit is the result of mutual obligation. Remember we talked about obligation and I said, we're gonna get back to that. So when you talk about mutual benefit, there has to be a mutual obligation by both parties. Both parties must feel obligated. What does obligated mean, Pastor Wade? Well, I'm so glad you asked. That means something by which a person is bound or obliged to do certain things and which arises out of a sense of duty or results from a custom or law or etc. Or that big word, the R word responsibility is the state or the fact of being responsible, answerable or accountable for something within one's power, control or management. Ladies and gentlemen, if we're going to have a mutual benefit with each other, Come on, let's talk about what's going on right now with all these different cultures right now. There has to be a mutual obligation towards each other. We have to see the respect and honor and value in each other if we're going to share this space. If we're going to be in this relationship, if we're going to be in the United States of America, there has to be a respect, honor, and value. Listen, mutual benefit could be the healing agent that starts this process of bringing everybody together. But guess what? Both, all parties, white, black, uh, Hispanic, Latina, it don't matter. All of Native American, all the parties would have to be mutually obligated and and see the mutual benefit for everybody. Two types of people. Oh, let me hear, let me break this down. They're givers or takers. I didn't, you notice I didn't say givers and takers. Because we like to say, ah, a relationship is give and take. No. A <laughs> relationship is give or take. Giving is on one side, taking is on the other. Now, in giving, you can have giving and receiving. They are together because reciprocity. But takers just take, they never give. Like, look at what our world has been on, built on of giving and taking, Every it burns me up. One of my big pet peeves is when people talk about, yeah, a relationship is give and take. Well, that's why 60% of divorces in California, 60% of marriages end up divorced in California, or 55% of marriages in the United States end up in divorce because of that kind of thinking, because we in this give and take relationship. One person's giving, other person's taking. taking. Or here's my favorite one a relationship is 50 50. What? Are you serious right now? A relationship is not 50 50. If you wanna know what 50-50 looks like, why don't you look at our relationship of our world right now? That's what 50-50 looks like. That's what give or take looks like. No, a relationship is 100-100. Look, if the relationship is 50-50, now excuse my language right now, look, I got leaders, I got my pastors, I got everybody listening to me, I'm sorry but I have to explain it in plain English on this is the day. Cause you know, we keep it real. If you're talking about a relationship is 50, 50, that means you're half assing the relationship because that means another hundred percent is sitting on the sidelines somewhere. while you doing 50, 50, a relationship is a hundred, a hundred. You bring a hundred percent of who you are. The other person brings a hundred percent of they- who they are. And guess what now? We can have a mutual beneficial relationship because everybody's bringing their honey 100%. My goodness, Jesus, help me now as I keep going. I said in Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Look at that, even even Solomon in Ecclesiastes is talking about two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. It's nothing like when uh, uh, cultures and groups or people uh, are striving together in one direction and we're going to have a good reward for our, uh, for our labor. Why? Because of mutual benefit. Oh my goodness. For if they fall, one will lift his companion up Man, do we have any lifting up of people right now? Are we lifting each other up right now? No, we're not. I'm gonna leave that alone. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not easily broken. Ladies and gentlemen, I also talked about Matthew 18 and 19. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that you ask, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, God looks at agreement or when a group of people can agree and go one direction, especially about him. So when it comes to relationships, because God's measuring stick for if you love him is, he said, how do you love me who you don't see when you don't even love your neighbor whom you do see? Ladies and gentlemen, look out in the world, what is going on right now in your televisions. Are we showing that we, those of us that are really saved? are we really showing that we really love our neighbor based on the actions of what we're doing? That we really love God based on everything that is going on? Do we see a mutual benefit right now? How can God be in the middle of everything going on if we're not in agreement? He said, we're two or three gathering my name. There I'm in the midst. Oh boy, somebody upset with me. I feel it right now. Somebody looking through their screen right now. Who's just giving me the the evil eye right now. I'm just saying, y'all. Remember this. Most people make time Wise people invest time, ladies and gentlemen, in every single relationship you have. Stop just making time for people. Look at it as you're investing time in people. You're investing time. Anybody that's in a marriage, look, that is two corporations merging together. You are now making an investment in somebody. That's why when I see couples that have been married 15, 20, 30 years and then they talk about, they wake up and say, oh, I wanna get a divorce and I'm going, wait a minute, let me get this straight. So you're just gonna let your your return on investment go to somebody else you didn't help shape and mold whoever your spouse is and therefore you could not work it out and so therefore you're gonna let them walk all your assets walk and somebody else benefit from it why do that your friendships my goodness and you understand you're gonna you're investing time in people remember what i said you're investing three things in people at all times your time your money and your talent there is no way of getting around it. you are investing one of the three or all of the three at the same time you are making investments in people so you better understand in relationship we are all in the people business because we live in, in this we have to occupy the same space my goodness i know i didn't set a mouthful i know some people happy have joy right now. I, some, I know some people upset with me and that's okay. Look, we keep real here at This Is Day and I want to hear what your thoughts are. Are your current relationships you have, whether personal, romantic, or business, have mutual benefit? Really give thought to this question. This will help you grade your relationships. You can answer this question or give your thoughts on my comment section on This Is The Day Facebook page or post your answers on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at real pastor wade and wade is spelled w-a-i-d and make sure you put hashtag this is the day all right ladies and gentlemen we're about to get into the meat of this show oh this is going to be my favorite part right here because this is going to help you this is going to set you free this is going to make you look at your relationships at a different level every single one of these principles should help you look at your relationships at a whole nother level and this one is no different I'm about to talk about nine features of a relationship. You know them features, woo, nine facets of a relationship. If you understand what these nine facets are, these nine features of a relationship, I'm telling you, if you have them and go over them and start grading your relationship with these features, I'm telling you, it will free you up. Your relationship, no matter how long you've been with your spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, your business personal, all of your relationships, your friendships, all of them will go to another level. Here are nine features. Y'all ready? I'm telling you, you better listen to this over and over again. You may not get it in one sitting. You better listen to this over and over again. Here are the nine features of mutual benefit of a relationship. The first one is value. Ah, that V word, value. The purpose of any relationship is to add value to another man or woman's life. My goodness proverbs 27 17 says as iron sharpens iron so a man sharpens the continents of his friend ladies and gentlemen you didn't heard me say this before the beauty about this the revelation of this text is ironing sharpening iron The interesting part is the two irons have to be in some kind of relationship because they have to be touching in order to sharpen each other. And then it goes on to say, and a man sharpens the continence of a man, of his friend. So here's the thing. When you find value in each other, just by default, because you find value in him or her, we should be able to sharpen each other. When we talk about that continence, The way people look, man, when they come around you, just because of your kindness, your love, your giving, your faithfulness, whatever it is about you should sharpen them and elevate just their appearance, the way they look. You ever been around some people have some people in your life that, man, they just got a frown on on their face, but it's something about when you come around that their face brightens up, they lighten up a little bit. Why? Because there's something of value that you bring to them. So there is something of value that we should be bringing to each other in every single relationship. Value is huge when you talk about a feature in relationship. My goodness. Number two, come on, walk with me here. Number two of the nine features of a relationship is benefit. So first one was value. The second one is benefit. Now, what does that mean? The quality of your life is dependent upon the benefit you bring into a relationship. My God, I'm going to do a praise dance right there. The quality of your life is dependent upon the benefit you bring into a relationship. Acts 20 and 35 says, I have shown you in every way. By laboring like this, that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. After we have value in each other and we didn't sharpened each other. Now, what is the benefit? What do you bring in a relationship? Any relationship that you have. What does the other people that you're accepting in your life in a relationship bring? Are we even monitoring those things? Listen, the quality of your life is dependent upon the benefit you bring into relationship. What are you bringing? That's the thing about marriages. Look, some people just getting married to folks and they not bringing nothing but just good looks. But the Bible is clear that beauty is fleeting. <laughs> so whatever they look like right then, Uh, That's going to eventually fade away. So it's got to be more than the outward appearance. There's a lot of relationships that's just stuck on the outward benefit of somebody. But the inward is just as ugly. Oh, my goodness. It's just real ugly on the inside. So we got to understand that benefit piece. what, What are we bringing or what are you also accepting In every relationship you're in, whether business, personal, romantic, friendships, it don't matter. You better start looking at the benefit, not only that what you bring, but what that other person's bring. Look, life is not short. Life is too long to be in relationships with people that you got to drag, pull, don't see the value of you, don't see the benefit, you don't see benefits from them. Life is way too long for that. Oh my goodness, somebody don't like me right now, but it's all right number three of the nine features of a relationship is motivation good god almighty i'm turning right now if y'all want to know what i'm doing i'm just turning right now because i'm jumping up, down am getting excited because we are really getting to a, a really important one motivation the manner in which you treat a relationship when you no longer need it my goodness reveals the motive you had for it from the very beginning i'm gonna say that again to help somebody somebody better put this on the facebook instagram story some story posting notes something the motivation is the manner in which you treat a relationship when you know longer needed it reveals the motive you have from the very beginning what's a perfect example is I'll give it to you a lot of you heard uh if you're in church uh the story about the prodigal son or the tale of two sons we had a son and a father that uh the son the father was had acquired a lot of wealth uh also had stored up some stuff for his two sons One son just woke up one day and said, hey man, I want my thing, just give me my portion right now. My man couldn't even wait till his father got old and and passed away, he said, I want it now. So the father said, okay, fine. Honored his son's request, gave him his portion that he saved up for his son. His song, the reason why it's called Prodigal, is because prodigal means extravagant living. So my man went far away, away from his father's house, away from the safety and protection of the relationship. He went away, start living extravagantly. Money, whatever he was doing, women, all that stuff. He was just doing this thing, YOLO as the kids call it. You only live once, living my vita loca. He was doing the whole thing. My man got so broke, he was wait- He woke up one day. He was like, wait a minute. My father's servants live better than I right now. So basically, he says, hold up. I need to go back to my father. He says, at least I can be a servant in my father's house because they live better than me. Here it is, the motivation. The manner in which you treat a relationship when you no longer need it reveals the motive you had from the very beginning. So the prodigal son revealed that, wait a minute, it wasn't truly love about his father. It was just because, wait a minute, my father had always protected me. And I'm only going to go back because the way I've been living is, look, I'm in the hole right now. Understand the motivation for why people are in a relationship with you. Understand the motivation of why you're in a relationship with some people. Look, is it because of what they can get, do for your career? Oh boy, I didn't said the wrong thing. Is, 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 is it because of who they know? Who you can get close to? Not because the value you see in them or you only see a limited benefit, but it's only something for you. But what is it that you can bring to them that would even motivate them to want to help you? Oh my goodness, I'm gonna leave that alone, Wade. Pastor Wade, why are you doing that? You're tripping right now, man. I'm just keeping it real, y'all. The next thing, number four, to one of the nine features of a relationship is rewards. Y'all, everybody like rewards. Oh yeah, rewards. So now we have value, then we had benefit. We found out what the motivation is now. Now rewards, we gotta, now what are we gonna get out of this? Understand this. You never, you are never rewarded for your similarities to others. You're only rewarded for your differences from others. Oh, let me help somebody. Let me help somebody. You are never rewarded for your similarities to others. You're only rewarded for your differences from others. Let me give you an example. Genesis 41, 34 through 40. And it says, let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land to collect one fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt in the seven plentiful years and let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities. Then that food shall be a reserve for the land for seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt that the land may not perish during the famine. So the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find such a one as this, a man whom is the spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, in so much as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. And only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you, ladies and gentlemen. Here is a guy, Joseph, that's been through tests and trials. His brothers didn't like him. God had anointed him. He had gifts and talents, but he was a bragger. He was not humble at all. You know them bragger people always telling you about how good they are, what they can do, and how, how favored they are. Yeah, yeah, he was one of those. They threw him in the ditch, sold him into slavery. Next thing you know, my man is in Potiphar's house. Potiphar elevates him. He's masters of Potiphar's house. His wife starts, Potiphar's wife starts hitting on him. The next thing you know, she accused him of rape. My man got out of here, was thrown into jail. Next thing you know, uh, there, uh, there's a baker and also a butler in there. They have a dream. Then what happens is one was able to live, one was able to die. Joseph uh, discerns the dream. Then he said, just remember me when you get in front of Pharaoh. Of course, the dude forgot about him. Then he sat in there for another two years. Then Pharaoh has a dream. Next thing you know, he needs an interpreter. Then Pharaoh consulted all of his wise men, all of his theologians, all of them. And nobody could tell him the interpretation of the dream. Then it hit the guy that was supposed to remember Joseph. Here's somebody noticing the differences. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Pharaoh. You didn't call all your, your theologians. You didn't call all of your wise men and nobody could tell you. But wait a minute. There's a guy that is different from all of these people that I remember that was in jail. He's a felon. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. Next thing you know, this felon now has gone from felon to prime minister. He has gone from a felon to the governor of the land. He said there would nobody be over you except the throne. This is where in rewards, you are never rewarded for your similarities to others. You are only rewarded for differences from others. Why do we say in relationship, ladies and gentlemen, walk with me, opposites attract? Because if, bo- if both of us are the same, you've heard me say it many times, if both of us are the same, one of us is irrelevant. When we talk about making connections to greatness and connections to uh, the people that uh, have different things does. The reason why you wanna to connect to those people is they have something that you either want to sharpen in yourself or they can help you achieve. But you also, if you're gonna to connect to them, must be bringing something of value to them as well. You're only gonna get rewarded for being different. Listen, what about the music industry? Not everybody in the music industry can sing. I'm sorry, I I must have said the wrong thing. Not everybody in the entertainment industry can act. But the ones that seem to make it, not only those talented ones, but there are some that seem to make it because they are just different than everybody else. They get rewarded because they're not similar to everybody else, they're different than everybody else. It's just something about them. Well, it's like that in every relationship. We get rewarded because of our differences. We don't get rewarded because we're like everybody else. Oh, boy, I'm going to leave that alone. Somebody upset with me. Somebody probably, somebody probably calling my pastor right now. Do you know what Pastor Wade didn't said? <laughs> Understand this. Rewards is very crucial. You're rewarded not for similarities. You're rewarded for differences. Number five of the nine features of relationship, and we almost done, y'all. Number five is protection. Those who defend you, let me say this real slow right here. I do not want anybody to miss this. Protection, those who defend you in your absence are important people to have in your everyday life. First Samuel, 1 Samuel 20, 27 through 34 says, and it happened the next day, the second day of the month that David's place was empty. And Saul said to Jonathan, his son, why has the son of Jesse not come to eat, either yesterday or today? So Jonathan answered and said, David earnestly asked permission of me to go to Bethlehem. And he said, please let me go, for our family has sacrificed uh, in the city, and my brother has commanded me to be there. And now, if I have found favor in your eyes, good God Almighty, please let me get away and see my brothers. Therefore, he has not come to the king's table. Then Saul, this is Jonathan's father, anger was aroused against his son, Jonathan. And he said to him, you son of a perverse, rebellious woman. That's cold-blooded right there, Mr. Saul. Do I not know that you have chosen the son of Jesse to your own shame and to the to the shame of your mother's nakedness? For as long as the son of Jesse lives on this earth, he's talking about David, David, you shall not be established nor your kingdom. Now, therefore, sin and bring him to me, for he shall surely die. And then Jonathan answered Saul, his father, and said to him, why should he be killed? What has he done? Then Saul cast a spear, is casting a spear at his own son y'all, he cast a spear at him to kill him, by which Jonathan knew that it was determined by his father to kill David. So Jonathan arose from the table in fierce anger and ate no food the second day of the month, and he was grieved for David because his father had treated him shamefully. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about protection. Those who defend you in your absence are important everyday people you should have in your life. Here, remember I said David and Jonathan, their souls were knit together. They were were not only friends, they were brothers. Here is Jonathan standing up to his father, the king. This is the prince standing up to his father, the king, because he loves David so much, because there's value Uh, in their relationship because there's benefit, mutual benefit in their relationship because they're motivated by the relationship. It's revealed that they were knit together. They were intimate, not sex, intimate men, into me. You see, they were open, honest, and transparent. They also saw the rewards, the differences in each other. David was a I wouldn't say a killer, but he was a man of war. That's more respectable. He was a man of war. And also he was a man after God's own heart. Jonathan did not have the same gifts and talents as David. But what Jonathan brought was friendship and brotherhood and support to David. So those were the rewards of the the relationship they had. Now there was protection in the relationship because even though David was not present, here is his friend, his brother, sticking up and standing up to his father. And his father threw a spear at him, tried to kill his own son. But that's how we should have people in our life that protect us. Look, the higher you go, the higher God takes you. Look, the more haters you're gonna have. Look, everybody not gonna be happy. Remember we talked about those yesterday people, the today people, and uh, and also we talked about the, the tomorrow people. Remember them, today people don't want God to elevate you uh, right in front of them They're going to be upset And you're going to need to have people around you That's going to protect you Protect your mind, body and spirit The, the When the naysayers come a calling When the haters come a calling Who is going to protect you And defend your honor and defend your name Even when you're not there Protection is Pivotal In the nine features of relationship Let's move on We almost done y'all Number six of the nine features of the relationship is respect, R-E-S-P-C-T. So what it mean to me, respect, y'all. Whatever you respect will move toward you or whatever you disrespect will distance itself from you. Look, there is nothing worse than uh, disrespectful people. Look, I love children, but one of my biggest pet peeves is disrespectful children. I can't deal with it. I won't deal with them and because I'm old school that way. Look, 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 we don't, you had to, before you enter the room, I'm from the, the school of, when you enter somebody's house, uh, especially as a child, you had to go find whoever was the owners of the house. So you spoke to the 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 man or the woman of the house and make sure you speak. Anytime you saw adults talking and you was a kid and you wanted to interrupt, you had to say, excuse me. You just couldn't ask what you wanted. You had to say, excuse me. And if you didn't, my mom would, Give me the look. And also that quick hand to the mouth because you wasn't supposed to say something. And then these children today, good God Almighty, when uh, parents try to tell them something and they want to talk back at them and all that kind of stuff and and the parents just start counting instead of, oh, let me leave that alone. Jesus. Respect. Whatever you respect will move towards you or whatever you disrespect will distance from you. Listen, if you don't have mutual respect for each other, why are you in the relationship? Where my ladies at? Ladies! If he don't respect your, your mind, body, and spirit, and it's constant disrespect, why are you in the relationship? Hey, fellas, <laughs> if she don't respect you, remember, also, especially if you're married, I told you, uh, you, you want your woman to submit, right? Well, and what did I tell you that word submit mean? That word submit mean tasso which means voluntary submission based upon respect. If you don't give her something to respect, why should she give it? And then if you're not respecting her, why should she respect you? Your friends, if y'all don't respect each other, why are y'all in the relationship? Oh my goodness, somebody don't like me now. It's okay though, I still love you. Number seven of the nine features of a relationship is satisfaction. Uh. Your enjoyment in any relationship is linked to your gratitude towards it. Listen to me now. Satisfaction, your enjoyment in any relationship is linked to your gratitude towards it. Remember I talked about Ruth and Naomi, the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law, that uh, Ruth, her, her husband had died and therefore she chose to stay with Naomi because she saw a mutual benefit in the staying with Naomi. She said, your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Because she had, there was this thing that they shared, they were linked and they were grateful for the relationship they have. Uh, Ruth was grateful for who Naomi was and it worked out in her favor because what happened is then Naomi trained Ruth on how to get the big prize. Boaz, oh my goodness, to get the baller. Yeah, the one that uh, sees the benefit in in who Ruth is, that sees the value of who she is, that protected her, that respected her. Naomi taught her how to get get that man. Why? Because of satisfaction. They enjoyed in the relationship, were linked with the gratitude they had towards it. The next thing, Number eight in the nine features of relationship is purpose. If any relationship, my goodness, if any relationship does not give birth to change, then any further association is unnecessary. Oh my goodness, we need to stop and park right there, stop the music, my God. Purpose, what is the purpose of your relationships? Do you ever say that to yourself? Do you ever sit and be like, what is the purpose? What am I doing here? If any relationship does not give birth to change, then any further association is unnecessary. Listen, remember I said that I gave you the example of the married couple about two episodes ago? I said, when couples say, I love you more today than I do that I did when we first met, that's because the relationship gave birth to change. And then, fellas, let me give you a little secret here. If you... Let's just say you've been with your woman for a long time, and you can't. You you might be getting into these little arguments all the time. Well, what happens? We we sometimes familiarity sets in in relationships with our women. Sometimes, sometimes the reason why you have an argument is not about what you're arguing at that moment. The reason why you're having the argument is because sometimes we have a thing where we still treat our woman the same way from the first day we met her, and what happens is now. The relationship, she has evolved. She has changed. And what happens is we hadn't noticed the change. So what happens is that little change that she made or she's involved into, you never acknowledged it. So therefore, there's a little resentment or a little anger building up. And you keep having these little petty arguments. Why? Because understand, in any relationship... If it does not give birth to change, then the future association is unnecessary. We got to understand the value that we all have in each other, the purpose of the relationship with each other. We get satisfaction from each other. We got to respect each other. We got to also see the rewards that we get from other one another? What is the motivation that we have? The benefits that we have? My goodness, as you can see, all of these are intertwined. You got to understand that purpose in any relationship is going to give birth to change. And if it doesn't, why would you keep the relationship? There is no way I could be in a relationship for 15, 20 years with anybody and the relationship not give birth to any change. How is it possible that iron's gonna sharpen iron and therefore the blades not keep getting sharp or change? It's, it's bound to happen. If you still the same, if y'all been together for a while, whether business, personal, romantic, in a relationship, and there you see no change in the relationship, I ask you again, why are you continuing the relationship? I hope somebody listened to me. Somebody let me know when after y'all you listen to this, after you really get it in your spirit, let me know if I was on point with that. I know, I know two of my people gonna let me know. I know at least two of my people gonna let me know if I'm on point about that. Please let me know. Number nine, and the last one, on the nine features of a relationship, we talk about mutual benefit, personal ethics, Oh my goodness, I don't know why we keep coming back to this personal ethics, this integrity thing. Integrity is the foundation upon which your life's work is built. Let me say that again. Integrity is the foundation upon which your life's work is built. Proverbs 10 and nine says, he who walks with integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his ways will become known. And then Proverbs 11.3 says, the integrity of the upright will guide them, but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. Ladies and gentlemen, you we all only can walk securely, not only in our personal business and to relationship, in any relationship, if we walk with integrity. What you think line up with what your actions and what you say. Integrity, everything is integral to each other. If you keep your personal integrity with all your relationships, I'm telling you, you will see all the mutual benefits of and all the features of the relationship. Because guess what? You're not trying to get over on anybody. You, you just only want to be you. You just only want to be around people that add value to you. Remember, we always say people either make you bitter or they make you better. We need to make sure that we keep relationships that's constantly making us better. And uh, for the selfish person out there, not keeping a relationship that's only making you better, that you also bringing something to the table too, that you making them better as well. This is a mutual benefit that we should be doing in all relationships. A re- lot of people are having one-sided relationships and it's destroying the fabric of our society. My. God. What are your thoughts? We have covered a mouthful ladies and gentlemen. Are your relationships mutually beneficial whether personal, romantic, or business? If not, why do you still maintain the relationship? Really give thought to this question. This can be a redefining question that can change the landscape of every single relationship you have. You can answer this question or give your thoughts in my comment section on this is the day Facebook page, or post your answers on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade, and Wade is spelled W A I D. And make sure you put hashtag This Is the Day. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray you enjoyed our time together as much as I did. Thank you for tuning in to episode five of the Ten Principles for a Successful Relationship. As per your request, our audience, we have extended this series. I thank you all for your support and your responses. New episodes release every Thursday on iTunes and Spotify. Please remember to subscribe. And don't just listen to these episodes just once. Get them ingrained in your spirit. Remember, faith come by hearing. And also for anything to become a habit, psychologically takes 60 to 90 days. 66 for those that want to be anal about it. 66 days to be exact. And a special thanks to my man Kevin Clayton at I Am Music Group, that's my man, for producing this show. Erica Duff for the artwork, the Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B and Frank Nitty on the Uncommon Radio Gospel Network. And Alex Teamer, aka A-Team for the bass line. And then my pastor, Pastor Warren Campbell and Lena Bird-Miles for This Is The Day Intro. Remember to subscribe to This Is The Day on whatever podcast platform you use. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Way, Wade. Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. Remember to post any subject titles you'd like discussed on This Is The Day Facebook page or feedback on your Instagram stories or what your thoughts are of our conversation. Always remember, God believes in you and so do I. Till next time, this is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption.
0: Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This is the Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W A I D on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.